Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a good episode for you today. Yesterday, we covered the first segment of the NHL player polls, and that was all like skill based and, you know, based on the game and and how they're playing and, you know, who's the best defenseman, whatever, what have you. Uh, Next category, though, is player personality. So there's a couple awards there um, that we're going to be talking about, as well as who we think would win those awards on the St. Louis Blues. And then if we have time at the end, we might throw in some of our some of our own uh, self-created awards that weren't on the player poll. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, going to be probably some disagreements, some debate on this episode. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. But before we get into that, just want to guys, let you guys know about the Locked On NHL podcast. Now, I say it all the time, you know, there's so much news going on around the National Hockey League. You need to figure it out. You need to get it all covered. And you can't do that here. We only talk about the Blues. So you got to check out Locked On NHL. It's the daily podcast with everything happening around the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. All right, Tommy. So the first award we've got is which player has the most unique tape job? And David Pasternak took it with an overwhelming majority, 42.32%. Voted his little weird three strips of tape at the end of his blade was the weirdest. But I mean... Looking at this list, I know it's tough to describe, you know, over a podcast. Um, but I encourage you all to go to go check it out because there are some weird tape jobs in this league. Yeah, Jimmy Stutzel's looks like he just messed it up every time, but I guess there's a method to his madness because he got like a longer strip near the bottom of his blade and a shorter strip near the top of it. But there's like gaps in between it too, so I don't I don't know if it's supposed to help his release or like it's a little target for. Uh, him to sit the puck on but it is <laughs> it is absurd looks like it's almost got like racing stripes on it you kind of described it perfectly there it feels like he started to tape up his stick and then someone told him yo tim you got it gotta be on the ice warm up start now he's like oh crap and he just left it and he went out and played with it but i mean clearly it works um Nikita gusev got kind of a, a candy cane setup going artemi panarin's got like the vladimir tarasenko half toe set up jamie ben just got a little strip of tape in the center of his blade nothing else and then kevin fiala looks like he used 14 rolls of tape yeah he's got the uh, whole shebang going but pasta so, david Pasternak uh comes away 42 percent in first place which i mean if you got a unique tape job but it's working obviously it's working for pasta so uh don't fix what's not broken in terms of the blues nothing really comes to mind immediately i mean Vladimir Tarasenko's got the same tape job as Panarin, and Panarin got a lot of votes, so maybe Tarasenko's up there. But, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a, a not the exact answer, but I think Ryan O'Reilly needs to get some love just because of his his weird blade. Mm-hmm. You know, curves at like a 90-degree angle um, is going to lead to a weird tape job just because he's the only player in the league that's got, a, that's got a blade like that. So, as a result, he's the only player in the league with a weird tape job like that. But I don't know. What do you think, Tommy? I think the blade for O'Reilly is strange enough that it doesn't even matter what tape job you throw on there. It's just going to look outrageous <laughs> because it's literally at like almost a right angle towards the end of it. So I, I think that's a safe bet for sure. I'd go Ryan O'Reilly here. Are you are you a heel to toe or a toe to heel kind of guy? This is an important question for the future of for the future of 
our, our friendship and this definitely podcast. Definitely toe to heel, bro. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. It, it, that just seems like that seems like psychopath stuff to go heel to toe. toe. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it does make a difference. You know, obviously, I played JV in high school. Like putting socks on when you're still wet. Yeah, that's that's that would be uncomfortable. Like fresh out of the shower, first thing you do before drying yeah. off, you just put your socks on, splash, spra- yeah, splash like around a little bit. Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's I feel like it's the same conversation. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I, I went for the the Tarasenko tape job um, when I started, you know, taping my own sticks, and that's you got to go toe to heel in that case with a little with a little wrap around the little wrap around the toe as well. A lot of people like to leave the the toe of the stick untaped, but not me. And also, what white tape or black tape? You know, because everyone's like, oh, black tape. You know, the the goalie can't see the puck, but I don't know. I kind of like. I think the white tape looks better, but I think if there's any possible way you can give yourself an edge, especially in the NHL, I think it makes sense. So if there's people that live and die by the fact that black tape hides the puck and the goalie can't see it for however long of that distance it might be, I, I I think I'd be more inclined to go with that. You might be right there. I don't know. I do think white tape looks very clean though, and looks like we got a five of these players have white tape, and Pasta's the only one with the black tape. So we might. We might be in the minority when it comes to that one. If we were playing, if we we're playing shell, it'd probably be lime green. But for, for the purpose of yeah, but for the purpose of, for the purpose of actual hockey, it seems to be white or black. Do you, do you match like the the skate tape with the laces when you're playing shell? That you go all, all zany. <laughs> I usually go pretty loud. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. So I usually like, uh, it it depends. I usually stick with like white laces just because like you don't want to go like too outrageous. But then I'll like. I'll find one of like the one of the skates that like matches my uniform like almost perfectly. Yeah, we got you could change like the the color like the blade holder and stuff too. So you can really get you can really get some nasty combos. I wish I wish they put as much effort into the rest of their game that they did the the modes that you can pay to play. It just comes down to the gameplay, I think. Like that's the reason so many people don't like it is because it's the same game every year when you actually play it. And like Hut is cool and like all that stuff, but I'd rather just I'd rather just play my friends. But that's a conversation for another day. I could go on and on about how bad the NHL for NHL series is um, from EA. So we got a couple more categories to go. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at RockAuto.com. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts? on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. When you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. To find the solution to your auto parts needs, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get to that, how do you hear us? How did you hear about us box? Make sure you write locked on right there so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And when we return, we'll be discussing the most fashionable players in the NHL and on the St. Louis Blues, as well as the most superstitious players. So don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. First things first, most fashionable player in the NHL 
the nominees or the the, the leading vote getters were Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, PK Subban, Henrik Lundqvist, Chris Letang, and Rupe Hints. Interesting to see Hints on there. Um, Matthews came away with a win, 21.16% of the votes. Pasternak, second place. Subban, third place. Lundqvist, fourth place. Letang, fifth place. And Hints, sixth place. Um, interesting that Henrik Lundqvist finally... Well, two things. Interesting that Henrik Lundqvist gives up his crown, but also interesting that he still receives 5% of the votes in a year that he did not play. Shows you that Ken- Henrik Lundqvist will always will not always just be the king, but he's always also the king of fashion, receiving five percent of votes in, in a year where he just kind of sat at home and recovered. I think it helps too that, like in terms of like absolute man rockets in the NHL, he's right up there with like Patrick Sharp as one of the best looking dudes probably to ever play the sport. Uh, so that's always going to help you come off as like your fashion sense is going to be a lot higher if you're if you got a nice like, face. Right, exactly. It's always going to look a little bit better. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that he still got 5% of I mean, the Pop vote. I comes to second, think... and like he doesn't, no offense, have the best face. He's got a little bit of a goofy goofy grin going on. I think his fashion is loud enough that it, it makes up for Okay, it. so here's a, here's a question. Does loud okay. equal good? Because I'm looking, at, I'm looking at this jacket. Dude, the jacket is dripping. <sighs> the cream matches the blues and the tie. Looks fantastic. Okay, so maybe this isn't the most egregious example, but I feel like he wore some stuff in the playoffs where I'm like, that's just ugly. Like, yeah, it's I think so. Like here's a, here's a good thousand dollar right? jacket, it's, but like, it's just ugly. I, I think that a good comparison would be like Russell Westbrook. Do you think Russell Westbrook is no or, or Cam Newton? Is Cam Newton, I feel like is a good. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, it's similar. I, I feel like there's a there's a, a a fine line between like fashionable and hey look at me i'm wearing dumb clothes like i'm rich and i'm wearing a big hat with frills on it yeah you gotta toe the line between loud and fashionable and obnoxious right i'm not a multi-million dollar athlete so i don't have the ability to shop at stores that sell these things but like you know if you're david pasternak you gotta you gotta look past all of the you gotta like you know no no i don't want that that normal colored jacket no no no, that normal suit uh uh ah the cream suit with blue flowers. It looks like flowers. I, yeah, Fl- some kind of floral, blue, blue artistic paint abstract. spilled all over the. You you have to make an active decision, or maybe these guys have stylists. But like, there definitely comes comes a time. That. Maybe he's got a stylist. Maybe that'd be, that'd be a flex but, and a half. But there definitely comes a time where, like, you see, like I think Austin Matthews, the suit that he's rocking, he's wearing it because he knows he looks like a model out of a, a Calvin Klein ad. David Poster. David Pasternak, I don't think he's wearing it because he necessarily looks good in it. I think he's wearing it because he knows it's going to be like, people are going to say, holy crap, look at that suit. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't know if that's fashionable versus bold. You know, bold fashion versus just sleek fashion. I think they're two different things. I think people just inherently, uh, some people have bigger personalities than others. And obviously Austin Matthews is like a superstar in the NHL, right? But I don't, I don't think his... I don't think his personality is as big as Pasternak's as to where as like he enjoys people like looking at him or like having their attention. So I think it's not so much as he's like picking his outfits as like, hey, look at me. Like, I want to be the center of your attention. But subconsciously, his style mimics that idea of thinking, if that makes sense. So like so he'll go shopping and be like, oh, like this is sick. It's loud. It's like the colors match really well. And then. And then he'll go out and wear it, and it gets a lot of attention. 
but but he actually enjoys that style. It, it kind of looks like he's just going to watch the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, it kind of does. Kentucky Derby fits are always they're always throwing. So I feel like there's just two different categories of of fashion. Like there's just like the sleek, you know, businessman look that Matthews, Lundquist, Latang, and it pretty much the rest of the guys besides Pasternak mm-hmm. are going for. Um, and then there's like you said the sort of the, the the bold fashion. So I feel like this could have benefited from a from a a second like a subcategory of who's the most fashionable and who's the bo- mo- who's the most bold fashionable. You mm-hmm. know, I think um, Austin Matthews, especially like going into the bubble and looking at his street style and like the the shoes and the bucket hats and all that stuff. I think I, I think that really helped him out. But obviously, pasta was still throwing fits there too. But Austin Matthews is the most similar to like something that you would see on GQ or like or like street style and like put together with like a suit and like not going way over the top and like but like it's well tailored. It looks fantastic. All of those things. And I think pasta Matthews has the best looking style in the league. I think Pasternak has the best style for the league, if that makes sense. I I I'm I'm picking up what you're putting because down. there's a lack of superstars in the NHL because players don't they don't go out of their way to express themselves like like the NFL does like the NBA does. David Pasternak is doing that. Austin Matthews isn't doing that as much. Connor McDavid pulling up in the suit that David Pasternak's wearing. He would never. He'd wear like a he'd wear like a white and black suit that like looks really nice, but it's like super boring. I hope nobody's taking this as like cr- me criticizing David Pasternak or people that wear bold fashionable outfits i just think especially in the nhl we just don't see it a lot i think there's a dress code um that got kind of less strict recently if i if i remember seeing that report like maybe during like the bubble or whatever um so that could be a result as well but i do feel like for the most part it's it's just like gq um looking looking guys pulling up which i which i love but this new wave of guys like pasternak and even rupe hints a little a little more subtle out of him but he's got the he's got the big doofy hat as well um so could see the new wave of of these these young players pulling up with um drippy outfits um on that note though yeah who gets it for the blues i got two guys on my mind let's see if you pick either of them probably vince dunn yep that's number one it's definitely it's definitely Vince. I think the overwhelming answer here is Vince. Guy just drips out of his mind. Probably the biggest man rocket on the team, so that helps him too. But like, he's got the fits to go with. I'm gonna it. go with Bennington. Yeah, as well. That was, that just, was my just second thinking one. of like the his his ESPYS outfit with the sunglasses inside, showing a little ankle. Yeah, you got it. Oh, I don't even get me started talking. We're 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 recording right now. Don't don't mention the ankles. No, but you gotta be a, you gotta be super fashionable to pull off the the sunnies and doors look. And and he and he absolutely pulled it off. So yeah, D- Don and Bennington would be my two nominees. Yeah, that's my one and two one. as well. I think Love Brian it. O'Reilly's right up there with like the hat that he wore on the parade and like and the t- and the tooth he pulled out during the ESPYS. I mean, I don't know if that's I don't know if, I don't that's, know if fashion. that's fashion, but I remember his suit being really nice at the ESPYS as well. If I remember oh, and the correctly. hat. Yeah, man, O'Reilly might have to might have to slide in there as like a two two B. You know, I think Dunn takes it one, and then Bennington and O'Reilly come two A two B. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one more category to go, and that is most superstitious player. But before we get into that, Tommy, who who would you bet on? Will be the most superstitious player on the Blues? Um, I feel like I, the odds. Zach Sanford, great choice. <laughs> if you guys want to place your bets, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action 
at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their final runs of the playoffs, NHL and NBA, both in the final four. So it's getting exciting. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. That's literally free money. You put a deposit down and BetOnline will match it 50% more. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus along with that first deposit. And don't go anywhere because when we return, we'll be getting into the most superstitious player in the NHL and then also on the St. Louis Blues. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy, most superstitious player. I feel like we don't hear about this a whole lot from the Blues, so it's going to be a tough one. But uh, in terms of the NHL, the winner by a long margin was Sidney was Sydney Crosby getting 27% of the vote. Second place, Michael Froelich with 5%. Third place, Andrew Cogliano with 4.8%. And then Corey Perry and Sam Girard round out the voting there. What do you think about, well, just th- that list, but also su- hockey superstitions in general? I know you played sports. Were you were you a superstitious guy when you when you were playing? So my big sport was baseball. So obviously the one that jumps out on the page at you for baseball is you never step on the lines. And I think playing baseball for like 15, 16, maybe 17 years, I, I never stepped on the foul line <laughs> when I was entering the field, not once, uh, because it throws off your entire mojo. But other than that, I don't know. And like doing the same thing at the plate every time, I think is more of just like uh, get your head in the mindset of like doing the same thing every time and like getting the yeah, same. That's more, I feel like that's more routine. It's less like muscle memory, right? Exactly. So like when people talk about like putting one skate on before the other one and like tying them the same way, I feel like that's more just like continuity. But when they talk about stories of Sidney Crosby having the same conversation at practice uh, with one of his teammates. 10 games in a row and they go on like a 10 game win streak or whatever it was. I think that's a little more intense. I don't think I'd ever do anything like that, but I think it's also interesting that uh, we have two Montreal Canadians on this list and they're in the playoffs right now. So <laughs> it's kind of something's working. Yeah. Something's working, but also like uh, those guys got to be just nail biting left and right, trying to make sure that they <laughs> don't mess well, up their it's, superstitions. It's, it's interesting to me because I feel like a guy like Sidney Crosby, you know, he's obviously a big name, one of the biggest names in the NHL. So everyone's going to know about his superstitions. Those stories are going to get passed around. But then you got like second place, Michael Froelich. And no offense to Michael Froelich, but he's not nearly as much of a household name as Sidney Crosby. So he's going to have some banana superstitions to be that widely known across the league, you know, for for having him be the the second name that people think of after Sidney Crosby. He's got to be doing some funky stuff. I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it, and that is interesting. And I think really the only story i've heard or i guess in like recent memory for the blues that that can kind of be passed off as superstitious is jake wallman writing uncle doug on his stick mm-hmm. and then scoring immediately so then he keeps writing it on his stick so uh maybe just off of uh recency bias we'll go with jake wallman for the blues but i feel like i mean if jordan bennington is not superstitious i don't know who is you know i like i haven't really heard anything concrete about him like doing all this weird stuff but like like he's a goalie and probably one of the weirder ones in the league, right? Yeah. So he's got he's got to just have something. I I already know. I feel like a good a guy. I feel like Jabo would 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 have had a lot of superstitions. You know, 
If the Grizz- the Grizzly vets. Yeah, that have been around the way. They're like, man, this guy keep doing the same thing every every game. That's a tough one. I mean, I feel like you don't hear about that, but like then once you do, you're like, okay, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. But we, I think we we asked both uh, Thomas and Cairo about if they have any superstitions when we had them on, and it was kind of just the same old like, oh, you know, I always put my left skate on first, and then my right skate, and you know, nothing nothing too crazy. I feel like well, I do every... know actually, I do know that Vince Dunn listens to the same playlist before every game. But okay. I don't know if that's superstitious. Go. I mean, that's I mean, just... yeah, that's super. That's probably a little bit of superstition. Or Carl Gunnarsson uh, pees next to Coach Berube every time he scores an overtime winner. <laughs> yeah, all, all the one times that that happened. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. He's got <laughs> no fails there. Every single time Carl Gunnarsson has scored an overtime goal in the Stanley Cup Finals, he has peed next to head coach Greg Berube. If that's not a superstition. I don't know what is. Imagine like going on further in the playoffs and being like, oh, we're going to overtime. Carl, go pee next to coach real fast. <laughs> like... <laughs> Carl, have you drank enough today? Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Come on. We'll tell you what, we're reaching the end of this one. We still got one more category to go. So I guess we're going to have to push it on to yet another episode. The final category is season opinions, talking about the division alignments. We got to talk um, about Matthew Kachuk, too. because And we got to talk about Matthew Kachuk. So don't go anywhere because there's so much to talk about. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. That way you never miss a new upload. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Facebook is soon they're going to be getting their own podcast integration. So you'll be able to listen to us right from your Facebook app or website. So definitely stay tuned for that and make sure you hit that follow button on our Facebook page. We're also going to be posting the episodes and the links to Instagram more lately. So Yeah, we're going to get more active on Instagram. We're trying to take advantage of this offseason with a little bit of less hectic uh, hockey watching to to grow the podcast even more and to get even more of a presence on social media. So definitely check us out on Instagram if you haven't already, as well as all the other places. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Spotify green room at Josh Hyman NHL. Hopefully we'll be hopping on doing another one of those soon. Cause those are so much fun. Make sure you follow Tommy on Twitter and Spotify green room at T Welcher 15. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.